Hey everybody, welcome to the guest segment of the Common Sense Show. And as you know, we are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And my name is Dave Hodges. I am the host. And we have a very, very informative, investigative interview. And we have Alexander Daly on. And um, we've been down this road before, but not with this depth and not with this breadth. And I have to tell you, if you like Democrats, you might want to take some aspirin and sit down, put a hot water bottle over your head, because you're about ready to get really disappointed. And Alexandra has a whole litany of material that will keep certain people from being elected as it comes out. And it's coming out first here on the Common Sense Show. Now before, (coughs) excuse me, before we join Alexandra, I need to let you know that there are people that keep the lights on here. And so we need to honor them. And first of all, it's our storable food company, preparewithdave.com, which is really MPS. And unlike the other storable food companies, or a lot of them, they have their food. They did not sell out to the government for a quick, easy profit. And they are not price gouging like so many other food companies are. Their prices are still marked down from that discount from two months ago. Four and two week food, nearly 40% off. And you can get as much as you can order, at least until supplies run out. But right now they're meeting quota. Now there is a slight delay in delivery. Some people are getting their stuff in seven to 10 days. Some people are taking up to six weeks. It depends where you live. And I don't know the details, but given what's going on, you still have time to make these preps. And you are foolish if you do not. And I mean that in a loving way. So restaurant quality food, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, no glyphosates, no GMOs, 25-year shelf life, greatly reduced price, and it can meet demand. Go to preparewithdave.com. Also, coming out any crisis, you will have winners and you'll have losers. People will survive. People will get through this. Most people will. But if you put your money in the bank and kept it there, <laughs> I can tell you right now, you're going to be one of the losers. You're going to really be, well, let's put it this way, traumatized financially. This is why you need to diversify right now. And the people at Nova Gold handle my diversification. That's right. I'm a customer and I'm doing more work with them again tomorrow. And I'm actually purchasing more precious metals tomorrow. And you need to also. Because coming out the other side of this crisis, if you have gold and silver or gold-backed IRA, for example, or you convert your IRA now that could become worthless to a gold-backed IRA, you're going to be way ahead of the people who didn't because gold has held its value for 6,000 years. How do you get a hold of these people? For a no-pressure, informative, short interview that you'll conduct, you'll control the questioning, give them a call at 877 646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. Well, on the Newsmaker line with me, we have Alexandra Daly. And if you follow this for any length of time, this should be of uh, no surprise to you that she's back on here. We did two hours a few weeks ago, and we're back now with an update, and we're going to go more in depth. Alexandra, glad you could join us. And you really have put Joe Biden in your journalistic crosshairs, haven't you? Indeed, I have. Hello, Dave. Hello to your wonderful listening audience. And welcome to the Freak Show. (laughs) It is a Freak Show. No question about it. That's a good way to put it. It reminds me of that song, you know, clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. 
here I am stuck in the middle of fill in the blank. How about libtards? Okay, that's what we're stuck in the middle of. Indeed, <laughs> very long list of them. Well, uh, let's do a little bit of recapping and floodlighting and. If Crazy Joe wasn't crazy enough coming out with everything he's been doing and saying um, recently, it's mind-boggling that the chip hasn't either the chip went bad in his head, or they're giving him drugs, or they took him off because his mind is completely gone. And I feel bad for the guy, but I can't help but wonder in the back if they're going to kind of do this to pull the oh. He's not fit to stand trial kind of a thing. And then, of course, you'd have the reentry of Hillary. But that's a story for another day. Mm, we yeah, want the, to focus uh, not, on... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Not guilty due to reason of mental defect. Right? Yeah, very good. Very good. So that's you think, where I'm thinking you, this is going. You think they just have to wipe the slobber off his chin long enough to, to get him out there, and then all of a sudden Hillary becomes the default primary candidate? Sure, hmm. because he doesn't know who he is. He doesn't know where he is. He doesn't know his mother from his sister. He doesn't know <laughs> Obama's name. He doesn't know what state he's in. Uh, you know what? He does. He what does. Part he's of in the, the list. Is... He's in the state of confusion. Um, l listen, you heard what he said today. He came out. This is all over Twitter. He came out and said, uh, uh, "We can't defeat. We can't win the 2020 election, and we can't." Uh, Donald Trump will be elected. He kept stumbling, but basically what he said was that we can't win and Trump is going to be elected. And I did a podcast on it. I said uh, where uh, <laughs> Joe Biden meets Sigmund Freud and he committed the ultimate uh, Freudian slip. You know, it was incredible. I did not hear that, but somehow it doesn't surprise me. should not surprise you. Well, let's pull Joe and all our little friends from... Uh, Barisma and Rosemont Seneca and Hunter and Hines and Archer and we have new players as well and to contributing to our Barisma Ukraine and again the freak show uh, for people that know about John Kerry's son uh, or stepson um, way back in '91 Senator Hines was killed in a plane crash. Chris was like 18 years old when he died. He, he, his brothers, and his mom, Teresa, inherit chunks of, huge chunks of Heinz ketchup fortune, networks of investment funds, uh, Pennsylvania State, and other properties. In 95, Teresa ends up marrying John Kerry. Well, then we get into Rosemont. Well, Rosemont alone is known as, quote, the tree trunk and the alternate investment fund of the Heinz family office. The Rosemont farm is named after a 90-acre estate outside of Fox Chapel, Pennsylvania. And then, of course, you have what we covered before, Rosemont Seneca LLC, Rosemont Realty. And I don't know if we touched on this one or not, but Rosemont Seneca Technology Partners. No, we never got into that before. And I'm not sure that I even had that one, so I'd, I wanted to kind of underline that one, and we'll see where that goes. But it, anyway, <laughs> before my pachinko mind goes crazy, 
Uh, it was also dug up that Rosemont Seneca leased the space in Washington, D.C., on Wisconsin Avenue. This is important because it was less than two miles from John and Teresa's 23-room Georgetown mansion and two miles from Joe Biden's White House office and his residence at the Naval Observatory. The first thing I thought of was, does that scenario not sound exactly what Barry and Michelle did? They're like right outside of Washington, D.C., and they have all these hubs of things going on within their house and close by, and it just kind of reeked. Mm -hmm. So then after finding out about the offices, we know that for about the next seven years, both Biden and Kerry were negotiating sensitive and high-stakes deals with foreign governments and thus creating Rosemont. Well, Rosemont Seneca and China Business, I found, were also connected to the Thornton Group, which is Massachusetts-based, and it's run by James Bulger. James Bulger is the nephew of Whitey Bulger. No, 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 no. Say it ain't so. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I'm saying it. (laughs) Is this a time to interject relevant past here? Go ahead. Please do. His relative, I suspect, is Whitey Bulger. <coughs> Correct? Yeah, he, James Bulger is the nephew of Whitey Bulger. <sighs> yeah, the guy who was murdered in prison. Very interesting circumstances. When uh, Robert Mueller, you know, the um, persecutor of the, uh, what was it, uh, the Russian collusion delusion, when he was the head of the FBI in Boston, he used uh, Whitey Bulger as a confidential informant. The problem is, is Whitey Bulger was still murdering people. I, I mean, seriously. They were letting him walk around free, and he was still knocking off the competition and doing his drug deals and doing his money laundering, illegal gambling, prostitution, you name it, he was doing it. And when this began to get a little bit of traction, uh, when Mueller wanted to become head of the FBI and then later moved into the prosecutor's position for Russian collusion delusion, Whitey Bulger met a very untimely end in prison because dead men tell no tales. And it was Mr. Mueller that put him there, and ding, 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 you hit it right over the target. And there'll be more coming out about Mueller, but this is focused on this one thing because you know what happens when I start researching things. Suddenly the... You get OCD. Well, the Orville Dam Dam of information starts opening up. You're right. You get OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. (laughs) (laughs) I swear. Yes. I really kind of do. The other fact is that James' father, uh, his name is Billy. So Billy Bulger serves on the board of directors of the Thornton Group. Billy is also a longtime leader of, uh, was a longtime leader of the Massachusetts State Senate and a political ally of John Kerry. So we have another tie into Kerry. Well, we know that after about a little less than a year, Rosemont Seneca opens Hunter and Devoner in China and have secured access at the highest levels. Well, Interesting on Thornton's 
account of the meeting on their Chinese language website was very telling. It said Chinese executives, quote, extended their warm welcome, unquote, to the Thornton Group with its U.S. partner, Rosemont Seneca Chair Hunter Biden. The purpose of the meetings was to, quote, explore possibilities of commercial cooperation and opportunity. Curiously, details of this meeting do not appear on Thornton's English site, only the Chinese site. Gee, I wonder why. Well, and you remember when we talked, and and this is, I'm going to double back on it, but we talked about when Hunter was flying over to China with Daddy. Well, I had told you there was at least two or three trips. Turns out the Thornton Group put up another memo about three Americans met with the largest, most powerful government fund leaders in China. This is the meeting that took place just hours before Joe met with the Chinese president, who, in Washington. Now, we didn't know what, the, what that meeting was. I found out. It was the Nuclear Security Summit. So not only did Hunter fly over with Daddy and Devin fly over with Hunter and Daddy, but apparently James Bulger did, too. So they were over in China for this meeting. There was a second meeting with many of the same Chinese titans in Taiwan in May of 2011 over Rosemont Seneca. This was also noted from, the, from our previous interview. It was two weeks after Joe opened the U.S.-China dialogue with Chinese officials in Washington. So there were two meetings in regards to the Washington part, too. Then, on one of the first days of December, uh, it was 2013, Hunter goes across the Pacific on Air Force Two with his dad and his daughter, and we talked about that. That was Finnegan, and that was the trip to Asia. They were visiting Japan, China, and South Korea. The Obama administration had instituted what they called the Asia Pivot, and that was moving all their business and everything away from Europe over to Asia. Well, for this for Hunter, this trip coincided with major Rosemont dealings, and that was Joe Hunter and his daughter Finnegan. Well, they arrived to a red carpet greeting, so it's proof that he was on Air Force Two. He was, they were met by a delegation of Chinese officials and whisked away to meet with VP Li, and I think it's Yan Chao, uh, Y-U-A-N-C-H-A-L, and President Jinping. Well, then after that, Hunter and his daughter meet with the vice president for tea with U.S. Ambassador Gary Locke in the Dongcheng district in Beijing. The rest of itiner- uh, Hunter's itinerary seems to be a mystery, but they did more reporting on the daughter, so how or why this all got covered up or he was shuttled around quietly, who knows? That's, it's all unknown. We do know Rosemont Seneca's partners um, deal with China approximately, came through approximately 10 days after Hunter and Joe go to China. We know that Rosemont, and, uh, Rosemont Seneca and the Bank of China 
got a $1 billion investment fund, and that was the one that went into Bohai Harvest RST. Uh, the name breakdown made sense. Didn't know what it was before, but Bohai has to do with the innermost Gulf of Yellow Sea. That's the China reference. RS is Rosemont Seneca. T was Thornton. Mm -hmm. So Bohai RST. Also, we covered uh, the 2015 China AVIC, and there, uh, that was the whole F-35, the stealing of technology, um, Biden and Kerry buying the 49% of, I think it's Hennigies, H-E-N-N-I-G-E-S. Uh, but no, Hennigies is recognized as a world leader in anti-vibration in the auto industry, but it has a dual use. It has military applications. The technology is restricted, is on a restricted commerce capital control list. This is used by the federal government, which limits exportation of technology. So for that dealing, so now we're back to why I think Rosemont Seneca Technologies partners came about, because I think it plays into this AVIC really tightly. Um, the Hennigies deal requires approval of the Committee on Foreign Investment in the U.S., or the CFIUS, and it reviews business transactions that may have national security implications. Well, according to BHR internal documents, Hennigies deal, including um, arduous and oftentimes challenging negotiations, CFIUS reviewed in 2015 included the reps from numerous government agencies, including John Kerry's State Department, and the deal was approved in 2015. How interesting. Told you, it's all trickling out. It is. So now we're going to jump. It, we've got, I mean, it just, further and further, and, and now it's at, at this. Let's state it specifically before you go on. What yeah. exactly is are the Bidens guilty of in your humble opinion well if they're selling technology and they're money laundering um, fraud possibly treason uh, the, the business dealings are all under underhanded overshadowed shell games um, you know and that does step into this next thing but it's pulling both Biden and Kerry back to the forefront more than just Hunter and Devin and now this um, Bulger character with Thornton. We're going to find that Biden and Kerry were much more involved directly into this. So it's no wonder they want to cover this up. It's no wonder they want it to go away. It's no wonder they're throwing everything, including topics we won't talk about, on the news to get people to look anywhere but other than this. Like distractions. And then you got Mitt Romney. Yeah, oh, big-time distractions. Don't look over here, look over there. Exactly, okay, I got you. You have Romney coming, Romney coming out going, well, you know, when I get in, I'm going to kill and bury this Ukraine story. Well, Romney, I got a feeling you're going to be on that list pretty soon, too. <laughs> but, you know, then he comes out and states, 
oh, I'll, you know, I'll back up the investigation. No, you won't. You'll do your turncoat thing and vote against Trump because you're a part of the freak show. You just happen to have a Republican stance. So let's move on a little bit more to Biden and Kerry. It turns out there is $1.8 billion missing. There's documents that were released that show millions were transferred from foreign sources to Hunter, Devin, Kerry, and family. And you covered this as well with uh, some of those charts and where the money was going. This goes even further. <clears throat> it was leaked from um, the Ukrainian General Prosecutor's Office, and it shows a complex money transfer from foreign sources uh, in both Joe and Secretary of State Kerry's family, and it was a kind of a slush fund. There was counter intel in Latvia. We're back there again. Around four million was obtained. Uh, Burisma Holdings transferred money to Hunter and Devon. Describes the transfer. There's an overlap in there of what we covered, but this was. Fourteen billion six hundred and fifty fourteen million six hundred and fifty-five thousand nine hundred and eighty-two and three hundred and sixty-six thousand and fifteen uh, EUR from Wirelogic Technology AS and one million nine hundred and sixty-four thousand three hundred and seventy-five from Digitex Org LLP. Some uh, part of the sums described in the transfer went to Archer Biden, someone named Alan Apter, and Alexander Kwasniewski. A further review of the files provides more damning evidence of corrupt action by Joe and by Kerry. In 2014 alone, Rosemont Seneca gets 110000 from Burisma through private bank, and they get 140000 from Nevada's holdings through ABLV Bank in Latvia. Well, in Ukraine, private bank is controlled by someone named Igor Kolomoisky, and private bank controlled Burisma. At the time, in 2014, when Hunter got on Burisma, Kolomoisky was on a visa ban list. After Hunter and Archer got on the board, he was removed from that ban list. Nine months later, $1.8 billion in U.S. and IMF funds to Ukraine disappear. Back to Latvia. The ABLV Bank wires funds to Rosemont. At the same time, this is when the Obama White House Eric, you know his last name, C uh, Ciramelli, Ciramelli. Yeah, Ciramelli as in CIA Melli. That's the one. Yeah, that's it. He was having meetings with guests from Latvia in the White House. <laughs> no, say it ain't so. <laughs> oh, I'm saying it is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Then we have the fact that Trump was solicited back in 2011 and they wanted him to build a hotel in Latvia, and that yeah. was kind of where they were making a stink. But that deal never went through. 
Well, the Latvian government starts looking into corruption, and they approach the FBI in 2014. The FBI ignores the request because Obama's VP, good old Joe, and the Secretary of State are getting Latvia money. <coughs> Excuse me. So Trump announces his candidacy. Suddenly the FBI is interested in Latvia. And again, now we're back to the same time Sarah Milley receives numerous guests from the former Soviet region. 2018, the U.S. has ABLV Bank shut down under laundry, uh, money laundering allegations. The Latvia financial industry was so dire in February of 2018, the Treasury Department took steps to cut off the nation's third largest bank, ABLV, from the U.S. financial system. Investigators found um, there was evidence of money moving through the Latvian bank helping to finance North Korea's ballistic missile program. The bank is denying the allegations, but the new rule from the Treasury Department uh, Financial Crime Enforcement Network had enough to cause ABLV to collapse. Mid-March, they finally voluntarily liquidate after the European Central Bank refuses to bail them out. This was the same firm that sent money to Rosemont Seneca, um, and that was under the uh, Novatis holding. Now, very little is known about the firm. The website shows connections to Kazakhstan, and they are completely silent on who makes up their management team. Do you know, excuse me, do you know who does? I haven't found anything. I've been kind of scouring around. I've got two screenshots on Novatis, and um, since that was one of the latter things I came across, I haven't had a chance to do much, but you know, we'll come back to it because you know I'll find it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what all Novatis is connected to because I think it's connected not only to what we've talked about, but what you were talking about and that other trail, especially if the bank was connected to uh, Korea with the ballistic missiles and their program for North Korea. I'm guessing there's going to be more there. So now we move on. <laughs> then we've got the November 2019 Hunter millions in bailouts three weeks after it was created. Rosemont Seneca gets $130 million in a federal bailout loan, I can speak, and Joe VP Biden routed the profits through a subsidiary in the Cayman Islands. Oh, no, you're kidding me. How did you oh. find this? How did you find this? I, I I do what I do. <laughs> I remember when you asked me what I used to do, and I used to say <laughs> initially I was a finder until I found out the FBI has a group called the Finders, and that was like confiscating kids. And so I just went back to digger or research because <laughs> okay. I didn't I didn't want that tagline. 
Um, I just, you know, I start following trails and names and uh, connections, and I end up in these very interesting places. I, I, I can't say that there's um, a method to my madness. I can't, you know, it just sometimes it just pops out, and other times it, uh, it, I drop into rabbit holes the size of Texas and bigger. I, I, I just find these things. <laughs> okay. So we'll find more on the Cayman Islands because I know there'll be more coming with that. So more on Rosemont Seneca. They benefited from something called TALF, T-A-L-F. You familiar with the term? No. Okay. It is the Term Asset Backed Securities Loan Facility, the uh, acronym T-A-L-F. The Federal Reserve and the Treasury Departments choose firms and investors that would enter it by purchasing bonds that banks are having difficulty selling. Many of the bonds include things like subprime mortgages and bundled student loans. This program is prone to corruption because of the way the companies who benefit um, were chosen and it wasn't fully transparent. They got the money right after Biden gets on board. Three weeks, Rosemont, Seneca incorporates. Rosemont, Telf, SPV receives $23.5 million in federal loans through the TALF program. Included were $13.4 million to invest in student loans, $11.1 million in subprime auto loans. Over five months, $130 million in multiple installments for investments in subprime credit cards and residential mortgages. Then you have a guy named Tom Anderson, and he's the director of the Government Integrity Project and National Legal and Policy Center. It's an organization that's critical of TALF. He's quoted as saying, this is a great example of suspicion bailout, suspicious bailouts used to benefit connected insiders while Americans went broke. The organizations that received TALF loans money profited through Cayman. So it wasn't just Rosemont Seneca, which is why this goes down to another trail, as we're going to end up finding out, I'm sure. Interestingly enough, Bernie Sanders, of all people, back in 2010, wrote a letter to the Federal Reserve asking them why would the feds lend to material investors located in the Cayman Islands? Well, that letter alone certainly begs more questions to Hunter and Joe and that group, don't you think? Absolutely. Yeah. This is huge. In addition, in addition, um, I was one. This is one of those things that I found after I sent you voluminous notes. Rosemont Seneca and Rosemont Capital shared the same lower Manhattan address and the same New York phone number according to the Security and Exchange Commission documents. Okay. I smell something very funny about that because I don't think they should be in the same place. It kind of reminds me of, it, it gives me a Rose Law Firm feeling. 
In any case, the timing of the bail, uh, bailout is also notable because Joe not only backed the bailout, but he delayed his Senate resignation in January 2009 so he could cast his final vote for TELF before taking his office of VP. Also, what that was not mentioned, what does Barry do first thing? He puts Joe in charge of overseeing federal government disbursement of stimulus funds, a separate program from the bailouts but closely associated. There was a statement titled, VP Biden to oversee the um, administration implementation of the Recovery Act provision. He announces Joe's in charge of making sure the stimulus funds are properly spent and transparency oh in the programs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where'd they go? Let, let me and guess. Tra- where, where did the funds go? Do you know? Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> and the transparency in program with updates are posted at, quote, recovery.gov. Now, I went over to that link and found out about the site. This site is mocked for listing grants to non-congressional districts among many many other errors. Watchdog.gov noticed that the government-run <coughs> accountability website doesn't seem to know how many congressional districts the U.S. have. They have a math issue. We have 435. They listed 875. They listed that 6.4 billion, and and this was okay. Now, granted, I had to backtrack on this, but this one was uh, dated since Joe was going in office. It was November 18th of 2009. It listed 6.4 billion in spending in phantom districts, and even the, all the job data was insupportable. The guy running its name is Earl Devaney, and he can't even deny what was brought to him and and said. Apparently he was, I'll use the term interviewed, by Representative Daryl Issa. And when Issa brought these points to him, he said he can't deny it. And so his response was that Devaney, uh, so his response to Issa was that he can't certify job data published by the government, and he doesn't have access to a master list of the stimulus recipients that have neglected to report data. He can't vouch for the numbers submitted by the recipients of the stimulus funding either. Mm. So ISA responds with, well, you're confirming what we know. The administration cannot certify info on recovery.gov as accurate or auditable. There is no accountability for the stimulus spending, can't verify accuracy of job reports, and it's startling that this man is not provided with a list of who should have reported. It means he can't know who reported and who didn't report, and it adds hugely to the transparency fail. The administration has provided inaccurate data, missing data, and data that might be missing 
but they have no idea. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Devaney, oh, well, Devaney should have been given the heave-ho after Watchdog found the database errors. The failure to set up an $18 million database to restrict for proper congressional district data is completely inexplicable. He can't certify jobs data because it's all fake. The saved and created formulas job from the White House don't relate to reality at all. You got the jobs that are listed in the saved were mostly never at risk in the first place. Those were the public safety education, mostly spared in favor of other less critical bureaucratic posts that the states didn't want to highlight as existing, much less, quote, saved. So this whole thing overshadows the real shell games being conducted by, if you will, porculous funds at the Obama administration trying to desperately claim job creation and unemployment soaring. But that means with all the bailouts, how much money was being funneled? How much money was being laundering? How much money was going through the Cayman Islands? How much money was going through Ukraine? And, and I mean, this opens up this whole vault web system of I only say that this has to be the beginning of it. Not the beginning that, you know, the of, but the beginning of what we're uncovering. Sure. How much money? What what did Joe do with all this money? Where did all the, you know, we keep saying we're losing money hand over fist in six ways to Sunday. Where's it going? Well, let's contemplate that because we need, uh, Alexander, we need to step aside just for a minute here. Because uh, we got to pay the bills for the second half of this particular segment. And uh, we're brought to you again by Noble Gold. And Noble Gold will help you diversify your portfolio so you don't have all your eggs in one basket. Because I'm telling you, there's a lot of baskets that are going to get broken out there. Don't be one of them. Don't be what happened to my mom, spy of the family, when she's a little girl. They kept all their money in the bank. They were wealthy. They went from riches to rags in one day. Don't let that happen to you. Call the good people at Noble Gold, 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. We're joined on the Newsmaker Line by Alexandra Daly, and we're going through just unprecedented corruption in our government that makes Watergate look like it was on the right side of the law. So, Alexandra, let's rejoin where we were at, and let's continue. Well, we finished up with... This shadow recovery.gov or accountability thing that they were saying supported transparency, and of course we know that's a bunch of crap. Mm -hmm. So let's move back to a previous discussion that we had, first or second interview, and we were talking about how uh, both... Hunter, and there was another meeting with one of the Ukrainian officials. Uh, the woman was Karen Tramontano along with two other individuals. I'm sure you remember that. And one of the interesting things that I found was she was, an, uh, she was a consultant to Blue Star Strategies. And Blue Star Strategies 
was attached to the Clintons. <clears throat> so now we've got, again, now we've got the Clintons tied back into this whole Ukrainian thing. Um, very possibly Burisma, because they were intervening on that behalf. But we know there's got to be more in Ukraine, because more keeps coming out. In this particular case, um, <clears throat> Tramontano was a consultant for Burisma, and he wanted Hunter as well to seek State Department meetings to downplay the corruption. So what I found on this was that in 2016, State, uh, State Department officials were reached out to in an effort to downplay uh, whatever corruption concerns had come out. The timing of the emails are significant because those emails are the same time frame that Joe was pressuring the Ukraine, uh, the president, to fire the prosecutor and secure the $1 billion oh, yes. loan. Yep. Okay. Well, John Solomon published other emails showing Hunter arranged meetings with State Department's number two official, which was Tony Blinken, who we had kind of talked about, well, I found out that email was Hunter to Terry was May 22nd of 2015. Blinken agrees to have the meeting. State Department records show that they did meet May 27th of two, uh, 2015 and July 22nd of 2015. Of course, we don't know what it was they talked about. and I'm sure that was one of those coffee shop discussions off the record. Then we have Devin Archer, while all this is going on, he meets with John Kerry March 2nd of 2016. Well, back to February 24th, 2016, enter Catherine, uh, Ka Catherine, Catherine Novelli. She was formerly the Undersecretary of State for Energy Issues. Tramontano requested the meeting to discuss with Novelli USG remarks alleging Burisma corruption. Uh, but, and it was, I guess the email went between two State Department officials, but I couldn't get the name of the other one. And Tramontano wanted Novelli to tell her how the U.S. And I find this interesting because it was a very telling statement. She wanted to have the meeting with Novelli to tell her how the U.S. came to determine the, uh, the company corruption for Burisma. That screams damage control. It really does. It, it, it truly does. It's true. It, absolute cover-up, no question about it. Not to mention do what they do best. I mean, you know, this is all theory and, and what have you, but, you know, what do you do with the people that are leaking, especially with this group? You get rid of them one way or another. That's true. You get them a political diaper, and uh, you, <laughs> you quarantine them, you know. And it, and this just goes to show you that in, in the present state of affairs, and I'm not saying the virus isn't serious. Of course it's serious. But what a distraction and what great timing this is to take attention off these facts. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's that one begs the question. I, that 
the fact she wanted to know how they came to that determination sends my mind going about 100 million miles a minute. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So Novelli was scheduled to meet uh, Tramontano uh, March 1st of 2016, but it isn't clear whether or not that ever happened. Now, there's another interesting thing about Tramontano. I had told you prior that she was in Bill Clinton's administration at, when I found out about her working as a consultant to Blue Star. Well, turns out that Karen Tramontano worked directly under John Podesta during Bill Clinton's administration. You couldn't make this up. No. You no. could not. Did and you it, it, uh, did you catch the broadcast I did? And I also did a subsequent follow-up article where I published an itinerary back in 2016. Actually, I did it more recently, but it was about 2016 in events that Ukrainian prosecutors looking into corruption of Burisma were brought by the Obama administration, top-level officials in the DOJ, the State Department, and they brought them here. I have the flight number, published it. I have the hotel oh, they yeah. stayed at. I had the itinerary. And what they did was they came in and they were teaching these prosecutors how they should prosecute this case. You don't need to teach these people how to prosecute a case unless you're trying to get them to avoid Democratic Party involvement. That's right. Because we were discussing that. The the comment I believe you made was, don't they have law school out there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, is the Ukraine closed all their law schools? It, it was absolutely insane. And no one can deny it didn't happen because I had the itinerary. I had who spoke to who on what date, and they were dumb enough to publish it. I just, you know, they, they didn't think that anyone would be looking. It's called getting prosecutors to cover up. And right there, oh, absolutely. just based on this, one meeting alone was enough for President Trump to go after and investigating Joe Biden. You wouldn't need anything else but this, and that would do it. Well, and keep in mind, now we have Podesta's name that keeps coming up. And what's funny, and the first thing I went to was like, you know, they disappeared off the face of the earth for sure. a while. And then, <laughs> you know, you got... Well, I, I won't deflect over to that. I'll leave that comment for a minute. But they disappear for a while. He and his brother disappear. And I read this, that she works under John Podesta. And I'm thinking, my God, which of these people didn't? Because when I did the Kamala Harris thing, the first thing one of the first things I found was that her sister Maya worked directly under Podesta right before she was tapped to be one of Hillary's three top advisors. Uh, this guy, they've, the Clintons had him everywhere. And now it's kind of coming out that there's more connections to him with emails to Ukraine. And so that, you know, here we go with another tether. But that's, well, you know, that's what, another side thing. Yeah. I don't want to go down another rabbit hole right now. I kind of want to review what we've got. No, no, no. But let me, let me just yeah. say this, okay? Someone listening to this broadcast, I mean, people's heads are kind of spinning. But their takeaway will unquestionably be the degree of corruption of key Democrats and family members with Ukrainian interests that violated national security protocols and really were tantamount to treason. 
There's no question this happened. I don't know if you caught this Absolutely. as well, too. And, and we probably don't have time to develop this. But the Seth Rich murder bumps up right against this. I believe many of the emails... See, Seth Rich was only after proving Hillary Clinton was stealing primary elections from uh, Seth Rich's favorite, Barry Sanders. But I think in right. that mass amount of emails that he hacked and gave to WikiLeaks, you had Gordon. Uh, no, it was, uh, da, 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 oh gosh, what was his name? The um, murdered um, WikiLeaks person that first got the emails. Um, oh, gosh, his name jumps oh, out of my head. Um, Assange's partner exactly the and his, name, his name jumped out of my head but we know that seth rich gave uh assange's colleague uh e these emails and he ends up dying seth rich ends up dying and the emails come back out of the out of uh, assange's possession comes back to the clinton people and no one's none the wiser except for us and i covered that and i said hey look the only reason that all these other parties enter into the Seth Rich scenario is because there was a lot more on there than election fraud. And I suspect Ukrainian stuff led to uh, the demise of Seth Rich. That's that's my operating hypothesis. Uh, and I've seen oh, nothing to dissuade me. Look at all the emails that were destroyed and they went out with the hammers and cell phones. and That was the Iwan brothers. Separate yeah. Yeah, you know, that, that and was her, the Awan brothers. separate server in her closet. And I mean, oh, and let's not forget the fire that took place in her house where all that um, documentation and other evidence was years ago. And there, I think it was, uh, I don't remember how many years ago, but most people would remember that fire that happened suddenly. And it was in the back house. Yeah, I do. I do. It just, oh. They were just roasting um, marshmallows. <laughs> yeah, they're having a s'more party. In, the, in their house. <laughs> With gasoline uh, and fire. You know, you know they had a couple of fire. They wanted them hot, so they used some fire accelerant. Completely understandable. Um, that's what they found in the investigation. Fire accelerant. Hey, Alexandra, <laughs> we're going to do a part two. And you and I are going to collaborate on this. Yeah, this is... Uh, overwhelming here's what i hope happens here and i got about 10 seconds to say this real researchers real researchers out there not the general public are going to listen to this and they're going to go off and investigate this and we welcome that and please please feel free to contact us for information and uh, we will help any investigation into this we'll facilitate it alexandra daly has been our guest here on the common sense show alexandra awesome awesome presentation uh, mind-numbing detail and I want to thank you for joining us so thanks a lot for being here thank you, to everybody else ladies and gentlemen thank you for joining us and we'll see you back here in the next broadcast <laughs>